Hello and welcome to the People's Wrestling Podcast. Yes, welcome back to episode, is it 24? I think it's 24 of uh, the People's Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, of course, Ali Bunker. I'm joined this week only by Aiden Bunker. And I don't mean that in a disparaging way, Aiden. Just that Matt isn't here this week. Common and common theme. Um, Aiden, good to have you with me. Good to be here in my house. <laughs> yes, okay. well, it's not your house. Well... I make the rules. You don't really, do you? Um, yes, just Aiden and I, the uh, PWP's resident brothers of destruction, uh, ready to run down Raw and SmackDown. Bit of a cli- uh, anticlimactic week in WWE, as uh, you know, if you compare it to last week, uh, which was pretty intense uh, and a pretty special week. Um, but Raw and SmackDown was still pretty decent. I thought we're still well on the way to WrestleMania. Uh, what have you made of the uh, action this weekend in, in large handfuls? Uh, yeah, I thought it was alright. It, was, it wasn't It was as exciting as last week, obviously, but I think that's going to be hard to follow up the news of Daniel Bryan and stuff. There isn't much that can really top that, really, is there, at this kind of level? <laughs> other than, you know, CM Punk returning or something like that? I wouldn't even say that would top it, to be fair. Purely for a lot of people. Yeah, I guess, but that's just like... Your average return. This is like when Daniel Bryan's overturned and overcome things which people thought he'd never overcome. Yeah. So something we something we think a lot of people don't think CM Punk can ever overcome his own grudges. True. (laughs) Yeah, there's something we've never seen before. What Bryan's done, but yeah, Raw was all right this week for me. SmackDown was a bit. mm, Was was okay. Yeah, Raw was the better show as usual. But yeah, it just didn't necessarily feel like the week or two before Mania. Right. Uh, we should just elaborate on the fact that Matt isn't here. We're not having a go at Matt. Um, he's got other priorities this evening. I don't know, as ridiculous as that sounds. Um, but apparently they're getting a dog in the uh, Bumby household. So um, congrats to them. What I wanted to know, Aiden, maybe we can uh, chuck this out on the old soch. What do you reckon they're going to call the dog? What should they call their dog? I know, I've got a few ideas. What should they call the dog? Firstly, you should know that I don't know what kind of dog this is. <laughs> no, we have a small dog. We've only it. found out only a few hours before the listeners will be finding <laughs> yeah. it. Whether it's a small dog or whether it is a big dog. Eat. And if it is a big dog, I definitely think they should call it Roman. I reckon that would go down well. I think Matt would love that. Considering he's always got a tattoo of him on, on his arm. <laughs> he does. <laughs> Either that or Seth Rollins. Um, or we should add, it may be Jesus Christ, but we're not sure. It's one of the three. Maybe a mixture of all three. Who knows? It depends on how much you like the guys. A mixture of Seth, Roman and Jesus. Elias. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. Oh, wow. That's a... Yeah, that's a great mixture. Uh, They should call the dog Elias so that when they go to take out for a walk... (laughs) They say, oh, I'm going for a walk with Elias. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. That's my answer. And then uh, when they introduce it to people, they can be like, ladies and gentlemen, Elias. Elias. (laughs) Is that the lights won't go off? No. Although he might run away the way that Elias did the other week. And I doubt they can play guitar. If so, get that thing on Britain's Got Talent. <laughs> yes. Um, yes, so Elias is my answer. Elias. Well, I'm going with Roman. If it's a small dog, Dwayne. Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> and if it's, female, <laughs> if it's Dwayne female. the dog. <laughs> uh, if it's a female dog, I'm not too sure. Maybe... As, as it will be a bitch, we could call it Alexa. 
He's already got an Alexa in the house, though. <laughs> that oh, thing, that'll go nuts. I can't have too many Alexas. That's, well... If you're trying to call the dog into the room and then Alexa keeps piping in, like, <laughs> yeah. how can I help? Like, yeah. Fuck off. Yes. Um, all right. Well, that's enough dog talk. Enough animal chat. Um, how about we get into the real meat of the, the week, the action in WWE this week, starting off with Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Raw this week, coming from Cleveland, Ohio, the hometown, of course, of The Miz. And we'll get on to a bit more about The Miz later. Uh, the show obviously kicked off with Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman. Um, a promo, a fairly lengthy promo, uh, which was interrupted by Roman Reigns, who was supposed to be... No, his suspension was supposed to be lifted. Um, Paul Heyman said that he wasn't going to be there tonight, which obviously means he was going to be there tonight, uh, or that night. I didn't mind this segment in that it was a slight improvement on the fact that he came through the crowd again, yep. But he wasn't in his full gear, <laughs> which annoyed me the last time. Um, there'd be no reason for him to be in his wrestling gear. Um, he still was a bit in his gear, though. <laughs> Just with a t-shirt. And if his suspension's been lifted, why did he have to come through why the crowd? Come through the crowd, yeah. I mean, it's not like he was going for the element of surprise, the speed at which he moved. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, it was a bit strange. Um, a bit of a plot hole. Um... I kind of expected Roman to get a bit of revenge in this. It didn't really work out that way, though, did it? I at least expected him to get a bit more offence. Yeah. I didn't necessarily think he'd come out on top or anything. Yeah, I thought that maybe he could have a little bit more of a flurry. Yeah. And one thing that sort of struck me with this whole thing is how nowadays, you know, obviously we're always three hours long and blah, 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 and people get really annoyed at that, and it does annoy me that it's that long, but, you know, it's not going to change, so get over it. Um, They put... Like their segments at the beginning and then like the top of each hour that they want to get the most eyes on, basically. Mm-hmm. Obviously, this is their main story heading into WrestleMania. I just felt like in the olden days, when something like this would happen, you would always revisit that story right at the end of the show. So, for instance, yeah. like if Roman had been beaten down by Brock, Brock might, I don't know, God forbid he might have a match on Raw <laughs> against someone, and then Roman interferes and gets his gets his you know his revenge or something like just towards the end of Raw. There's um, Paul Heyman and Brock are leaving. Yeah, they're getting they're into leaving. a limo or something like that, and Roman intercepts yeah. or turns out to be the limo driver. Yeah, or... Not not something that <laughs> not that one, but yeah, just where to, Brock? Brock? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Local medical facility, Roman. <laughs> Oh god, I hate that. Um, but yeah, that's just felt like in the old days. That you know, when you when you had I don't know, anything with Stone Cold and Vince or Stone Cold on the Rock or Triple H and the Rock, you know, any of that sort of era, you'd have the that promo segment at the they'd, start. They'd be the have, bread in the raw sandwich. Yeah, exactly. They would embellish. They'd be the embellishment on the cherry on top at the end, as well as the beginning. You know, um, and I just feel like once you have a you start with us into a promo segment like this, which ends up in an attack or a, a fight. If you just you leave it for the rest of the show, it's kind of forgotten about. Yeah, I know they do their best to try and remind us every half an hour. But when you've got another two and a half hours of raw to do, yeah, but it's it's the thing that you're gonna get with Brock. It's just he turns up for the bit that he's in, yeah, 
and then he's probably gone by the time Raw's halfway through. Well, I mean, we don't know that for a fact, but um, I would assume that's the case. I mean, if he's because his segments are always uh, almost always the beginning or the end of the night. It's yeah. rare that they're in the middle. Yeah, I feel like that's almost purely so he can just kind of turn up when he wants and then go when he wants. <laughs> yeah, not that I know that at all, but speculation purely. Yeah, I mean, I just feel like yeah, as I say, in the olden days, that it, you'd get that sort of story arc in the same episode whereas waiting for it to happen next week where we all kind of know there's going to be some sort of face off whereby Roman will probably get the upper hand and and just just replaying it isn't enough yeah it's not really enough. Like, even, even if it was something story. like um, just a short clip of Roman uh, in the trainer's room or something yeah and then maybe someone like Seth Rollins walks up, like, "Hey, sorry, man. Like, <laughs> sorry, I don't know what I've been doing for the last two weeks. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. I was in catering. I was like, like <laughs> I don't want to get my ass kicked by a uh, by a Brock, quite frankly. But yeah, yeah, just something like that. Someone like checking on him or Kurt checking on him. Yeah, and then maybe something to set up next week. So yeah, like, just get Romans like. You know, they made a fair bit deal the, being Brock, able to walk out of the arena and have him sort of refusing medical attention backstage. Yeah. Or, Although Brock might only be there for, say, like an hour or something, likelihood is Reigns is there all night. So you've got no reason why you can't use him again. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think, yeah, they're, they're kind of missing a trick with that sort of thing, I think. Um, I'd like to see more of the olden days, the good old days. And showing, things. showing Reigns in that kind of state might help in the sympathy building towards him. I don't think it will. <laughs> Did you see the way the crowd reacted to that? Yeah, I guess. But then, like, it's not going to do it any harm, I, I guess. Just, so. I can't imagine. I guess so, yeah. On a side note, and I only want this to last a couple minutes. That's, That's what, what she said. Um, if you were WWE, and you're trying to book Roman, and you want him to get over as a baby face, how are you doing it in the next three to six months? To be honest, not massively different to how he's booked now. Does it, does the winning the universal title immediately scupper any plans of the fans getting behind him? No, not for me anyway, because I know there's a large portion of the WWE universe who are a bit tired of Lesnar and just want that full-time champion. Yeah, but is it not a case of it being, as Bray Wyatt would say, anyone but Roman? Uh I think because of just the the the, the tie, getting tired of Lesnar, that it will that will just basically accept anyone. I, I would like to imagine. But I would make Roman. I don't know. It's probably good for the kids, but I'd make him a, a lot just less cartoonish. Yeah. Um, Superman punch. It's a shit move. Get rid. But either get rid of the move or just get rid of the fist cocking thing. <laughs> They've done better in the last year. In the way that his promos are written, like it doesn't know he, he's not trying to be funny. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't massively change up what he's doing now. I would just make him more serious, just an ass kicker, because that's what he supposedly is. Not saying that he can't show like a fun love inside every now and then. I just don't need to see him cock his fist ten times a match. <laughs> um. Speaking of matches, when was the last match Roman actually had? Elimination Chamber? Oh, yeah, yeah. So it's been a while. On TV. On, yeah, okay, yeah, we should add on TV. I don't know if he's, he's been, been working He's been suspended, yeah, he has, yeah. He was 
been teaming with like Rollins and Balor and oh, stuff right. against the Miztourage mainly. Okay. Um, I guess there isn't a lot for him to be doing if his opponent for WrestleMania isn't going to be around. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and if, if he's also storyline suspended, yeah, I don't know if they kept up. That. I was going to say they obviously had a, a, a big, huge live show at Madison Square Garden recently. Bit of a brave move to have Roman Reigns suspended for that live show, right? I mean, they obviously see. Well, I don't know if he was. Stars. We'll have to check to see whether he was on the card or not. But yeah, like obviously in, in kayfabe, he's he's suspended for that, so he shouldn't be there, right? Hmm. Yeah, I guess so. It's a bit of an odd move. Um, I don't know. I think maybe the main event for that show was the, the SmackDown. Uh, yeah, I guess as it was a, a dual brand show, they could probably afford it. Yeah, probably I guess more than so. if it was just a Raw. And it, to be honest, I don't know how many tickets Roman sells as a as a draw. Um, I know he's obviously one of the biggest draws in WWE at the minute. But the fans, do you think fans would pay to see him in a main event at Madison Square Garden on a house show? Probably not. I think they're more likely to want to pay and see Nakamura or, or AJ Styles. Or even just John Cena, because yeah, I suppose that's yeah. what the kids will be asking their parents for. Yeah, um, which is ironic, because they won't be able to see him. That was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I get it now. Okay, there we go. <laughs> um, so, yeah, all right. Promo segment. What about you? How would you bot? Block. How, how would you book Roman book to Roman. get him over? Um, to get him over as a babyface, I kind of agree with you in that I wouldn't do anything too dissimilar to what they're doing now. You're right. I, I think they need to change up his his persona in, in ring anyway. His his move set could evolve, and I think that will happen over time. It's already started to really. I think the way he, as you, you're right, that the cocking of the fist needs to go. Personally, I'd get rid of the Superman punch because it's... Or it's, just, yeah, just don't hit it seven, eight times a match. Yeah. Because if you have to if hit it that hit many it, times, it's obviously not a good it, move. Exactly, it's not an effective move. So if you get, you can have it in your move set, but don't have it as a signature move. That's just ridiculous. It's a punch at the end yeah. of the day. A I jumping know, punch. It's not, it's nothing, I know it's, a, you know, you say the old phenomenal forearm, for instance, it's just a forearm, but, you know, that looks impressive. And at least, like, the... Um, Big Show's punch is coming from a massive yeah, man. Exactly. Uh, obviously, Roman's a massive man, but in the wrestling world, he's he's, an average, he's just a big dog, isn't he? A little bit larger than average canine. Yeah. So I probably wouldn't do anything too dissimilar. I think <clears throat> it's a lot more difficult to get him over as a champion because he's already at the top. People are going to want him to lose the belt automatically. Mm. They want him to beat Brock, but then lose it straight away because they want someone else. So say. Braun or Finn or Seth or whoever to, to be in. Um, I think as long as the match at Mania is good, yeah, then the initial reaction to him winning the title will be favourable. Yeah, I think if I if I'm if I'm being honest, I think WWE need to have him get absolutely pummeled by Brock during the match at WrestleMania. Go. 15 to 20 minutes if Brock will decide that you can do that um, and then still win not in a super sort of I was going to say there's a not that, a super does that reek of super Cena but in a sort of just he's like fought a... back he's even I don't know if they had it at WrestleMania 31 get a little bit of colour you know um, it's not not like a, it's all, it'd be like been a, dominated for 15 minutes and then just a small package <laughs> 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 it would be like a um, page of you, you'd use kind of thing 
That's the big criticism of Roman is people think he hasn't paid his dues because he's been given everything. Stick him in a ring with Brock Lesnar, have him have the crap beat out of him, half legitimately, uh, and then have him beat, win the championship. Maybe he'll get a little bit of respect from the fans. That's what he's that to be to be honest. That's what he's lacking. It is respect. They don't respect him because well, they wouldn't. They can't respect him because they keep chanting, "You deserve it," and <laughs> one more time, whenever Brock wants to kick the shit out of him. Yeah. I- for stuff like that, I always wonder how 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 much of it is just people wanting to fit in with the crowd. Yeah, like I, I do. Like agree it's with that. it's the cool thing to boo Roman. Like there's a group of guys down there chanting, "You deserve it," so it catches on. Yeah, I think there is an element of that. Now, how it's always been an element of that with so any Cena baby face well. who goes out of fashion. Yeah, it happened with Cena. You're right. Happened with Rock. Happened with back. Hogan. Happened with Rock. Yeah, it happened with Bret Hart. Because Stone came on the scene, I, I'm sure that at the start of WrestleMania 18, the majority of the people in that building weren't going, "Yeah, we're going to boo the Rock." No. It just happened. Yeah, and then it snowballs. Yeah. To be fair, I don't know if I mentioned this to you. I watched WrestleMania 18 back the other day, and that crowd was it was mental. unbelievable. It was ridiculous. Yeah, it was crazy. Uh, I watched that the match Bizarro specifically. Lad. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't think I've ever seen a crowd since that rowdy. Other maybe. And the money in the bank, two thousand eleven, which I watched the other day. You did watch the other day, right? Um, yeah. Did you see from the night after that mania? Um, Hogan comes out. Yes. And then there's just like three minutes of just straight cheering for yeah, Hogan yeah. while he's standing in the ring. She's so weird because that wouldn't last because now it's all about chance. Yeah. Like this is what I notice when you watch old wrestling. Not even old wrestling, just. In the last ten years, chance so. weren't really a thing unless, no. unless, you were unless it was like name. let's was like go, Austin. yeah. Or, well, it wasn't even a let's go. Like the yeah, for Austin was just Austin, yeah. Austin, and I don't, yeah. There wasn't like, really many like, chance when when a match was really good, and you got like people on their feet and they're cheering and they're applauding, and then there's like a a cacophony of noise. Whereas now, if someone if something. If a match is really good, you'll hear this is awesome. Yeah. And it's just a bit like, that's not your natural... It doesn't sound genuine. Yeah, that's not your natural reaction yeah. to something. Like, I'd be like, yeah, that's fucking amazing. It's like contrived. Yeah. And it's it's like, especially with that chant, it's like you've become conditioned to say that when something is good. Yeah, rather than just appreciate it. Or if it, when it's cheering. just... When it's just even above average. Yeah. But yeah, like when... When you get people like just cheering and losing their minds for how good they're, what, something they're watching is, yeah. it's just a lot more organic. Yeah, exactly. And I also saw this on um, you posted something in our WhatsApp group actually about the Edge and Christian podcast with Brett and Stone Cold for their match at WrestleMania 13. They had a little bit of a, a watch along, well, not watch along, but a, a, a match review and sort of analysis. Anatomy of a match. Anatomy of a match. Yeah. Um, and that was really interesting to listen to. Uh, so I watched the match back, and as did I. Yeah. The crowd were just all over the place just in that day. For the, for the, there's something that you'll never get as well with crowds. Just for the entire match, mm. there was just like just noise, a bo- yeah, just noise. constant noise. Yeah, and, and this is in the PG era before you know, right on the the crux of the wave of of the Attitude era, um, whereby Stone Cold being a pretty non PG character was just about to get over, and Bret Hart was sort of on the way down from being a babyface but the constant noise and you could hear the conflict in the crowd the whole way through which I loved yeah and even just from the off when, when Austin comes out Vince is like oh, it's like a somewhat favourable yeah yeah 
reaction from the crowd and same with Brett I says yeah. mixed reaction mixed reaction from Brett Hart um, on a side note again I have to go on these little side notes <laughs> um, you obviously weren't old enough at the time for Wrestlemania 13 um, you being the youngster that I was you are, a, I was alive you were alive but you were not old enough to remember 1997 I believe no um, I when I watch this stuff back and where when I hear people like wrestlers talk about it I always remember it in a completely different way so I watch this match back and clearly Bret Hart is on the path to becoming a heel but in my mind at this time he was, he was a hero. massive baby face <laughs> yeah and also I bloody hated Stone Cold Steve Austin at this time and in my eyes nobody liked him <laughs> but all of a sudden he's at WrestleMania 13 and people are cheering the hell out of him uh, and it's happened a lot of times like I don't remember ever really sort of that switch to the attitude era happening and then people talk about sort of watershed moments and moments that are you know the, that mark the beginning of the attitude era I don't know if it's just because we're in the UK and maybe the coverage wasn't as great back then um, but I just don't remember anything of it actually happening like I remember the big stuff obviously but the little things like for instance the formation of DX I remember Shawn Michaels coming back from a layoff. Um, I remember him hitting The Undertaker with a chair a few times. But then the next thing, I, I go back and look, and then all of a sudden he's suddenly a team with, with Triple H in China and Rick Rude. And it's like, how, how did this happen? And I literally cannot remember it. So it's a bit weird. That whole period is a bit fuzzy for me. <laughs> yeah, I, I do remember. I feel like I have memories of trying to stay up to watch Raw when it'd be on on like a Thursday at 10 o'clock or something. It was Fridays. Um, and almost always falling asleep. Yes. And Dad always <laughs> either having a go at me for falling asleep or just waking up and I'm in bed. Yeah. <laughs> so like, although I don't remember anything specific, I definitely remember watch, like, at least trying to watch wrestling in around like probably 99, 2000-ish. Mm. Some of my earliest memories, I guess. Yeah weird it's just weird watching it now going back and because we obviously i know so much more about the industry as a whole and the business as a whole now than i did when i was nine years old um you're watching it through your bret hart pink color (laughs) tinted glasses but um it's just weird to go back and watch it now knowing what you know about the industry now and knowing what you know about these characters now and what they were actually like at that time in real in real life going back and watching them and their characters and thinking how, like, stupid you would have been. You must have been back in the day. Obviously, Bret Hart's a heel. Did you not, did you not see him <laughs> have a go at Vince and push Vince over he the other day? pushed him on his ass. <laughs> he swore on TV. <laughs> and he's been a whiny little bitch. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I just don't remember any of that. Turns out he's actually just like that in real yeah, life. that's true. He's a bit of a bitter old man. <laughs> I don't know if you listened to the whole of the Edge Christian podcast. Did you get to the end? Yeah, well, I got... I finished the phone call. Oh, right. I finished with them. Like there was only about three or four minutes left on it. Yeah, but Bret Hart was saying how he doesn't do many podcasts because it gets a little bit troublesome for him. Yeah, <laughs> because he doesn't like want to hurt anyone's, anyone's feelings. feelings. <laughs> how about you stop saying stupid things? Yeah, just... <laughs> anyway, I have massive respect for Bret Hart as a performer, but a little bit bitter these days. Yeah, you can uh, be. Don't hurt us, Bret. Though, if you're listening, let's face it, you probably are. Um, we were big fans. I went to the Calgary house the other day. Well, you have a week, you have a month. Yeah, you did, yeah. In fact, it was last year, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it was actually about six months ago. <laughs> September. Um, yeah, it was a good moment. 
picture good moment the picture <laughs> there was a picture with the old plaque outside when then all next to it i saw the signs that said no trespassing do they still live there no no it's yeah. been sold um yeah it was good though um anyway back on to <laughs> i never realized okay. before we get back on to i never i only really realized the other day how far deep into america toronto goes well yeah on the on the east side of canada yeah it's much further south yeah it's like pretty much in new york yeah i never realized it was like bordering new york yeah i always thought it was like at least it would be like above it on the border but i didn't realize it came like into america just so it could be that like just give that bit to america i mean <laughs> just i was having this conversation at work the other day of all wouldn't be bizarre all stupid border lines where it's like this country goes so deep into this country that's so out of their way but it's still part of like it's, it's weird <laughs> yeah never yeah. noticed that tangent for you yeah back to raw then um so once brock and roman were done beating the heck out of each other uh, we had Nia versus Mickey James with Alexa in her corner obviously uh, Nia made quick work of Mickey really um, Mickey James's new role is pretty much Alexa's lackey somehow because we never really got an explanation of why she decided to be friends with her again yeah it's, it's weird like, like explaining to a kid oh you should boo Mickey James now by the way yeah like, she's not why? Really she done was, anything but she's hanging she was out with a month ago yeah Oh, she's friends with Alexa, therefore you have to boo her. Mm. I don't know. I, I when it when it comes to trying to think of stuff like trying to think of stuff about wrestling, I always try and think about yeah, how a kid who still believes in it would picture it. Yep. And just yeah, just booing Mickey for the sake of being friends with Alexa is a bit. Yeah, yeah it's a bit off. And there. also, Mickey suddenly being friends with Alexa, even though they were. For mortal like, enemies about yeah. four or five months ago calling an old woman and buying her Zimmer frames and shit and then when we had the whole biscuit butt gate still don't, still don't know what it means um, but if you're going to boo Mickey James the only real reason you should boo her is for that terrible hat she was wearing <laughs> <laughs> what? this is not the 90s come on yeah, no idea. Um, so yeah in my eyes Mickey deserved to be beaten up by Nia just for the, the fashion faux pas which you know Reason enough for me. You start hanging with Breezango. <laughs> uh, who actually made an appearance on TV this week? Yeah, they did. In the ring as well. Um, as fleeting as it was. The um, So Nia, Nia beats Mickey and Alexa, as we all assumed, tries to get one up on Nia. Nia chases her off. <laughs> the sound guy really didn't do a very good job with this one, did he? <laughs> the mute button. Slightly mistimed. <clears throat> I don't know. I felt like it was all right for me. Unless, like, I heard her say something at first. I was like, oh, that sounded like bitch. And then she said something like, you're a... And then it blanked out and I didn't hear anything. So I thought it sounded all right. But I don't know. Maybe I just wasn't paying any attention. I haven't watched it back. So Maybe you saw a heavily... Where did you watch it on? Sky. Maybe you watched a heavily produced version. Maybe. It was live recording, though. Okay. Well, my one, she was like... <laughs> I thought she messed it up a little bit where she was like, um, I'm going to get you your little bliss... And then yeah, and that's what saying, I heard. You little bitch, and then it went. Then it went mute for like two seconds after. <laughs> oh no, no, mine covered it perfectly. I think. All oh, right. Yeah, I thought she messed that up a little bit. It's like she was scared to say the word. Yeah. Bitch, <laughs> thought, oh, fuck it, I've already pretty much said it now. Bitch. The, the sound guy was like, "Oh, she didn't say it. I could take my <laughs> yeah, finger off the button." No, no, no. <laughs> that's what it kind of felt like it happened. Yeah. 
I'm safe. No! <laughs> Damn it, Jax. You're fire! <laughs> um, but yeah, Alexa runs away. <laughs> Alexa runs away. And that was one of the one of the things I tweeted about. Where it was like, girl, I'm going to get you. And then wrestler escapes ring. Oh, now I can't get you. <laughs> Damn, Damn, I can't get out of these ropes right now. Damn, yeah. If these ropes weren't in the way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've got a way of a tool on these meddling ropes. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, no ridiculousness. Wrestling logic. Um, so, moving on from that that women's match, ah, the cruiserweights made an appearance on Raw, which was interesting. Yeah, uh, the first days. time in a long time, I think, since Enzo was released. Yeah, whenever January or whenever that was. A more a situation, uh, which I've not actually heard anything about in the recent months. Have you? No, it's all gone quiet. All gone a bit quiet. I'd like to see a bit more of the uh, cruiserweights. <laughs> I wouldn't really either. <laughs> I see enough. They were pretty good athletes, to be fair. They're good, yeah. Great wrestlers. But I no see them once a week. I don't need to see them any more than that. Mm. Uh, so this was a tag tag match with um, Cedric Alexander and Mustafa Ali, who we know will be going one-on-one at WrestleMania. Which should be very good. Trip, which will be a great match. I do wonder if they'll... I'm almost certain they'll put it on the kickoff show, but a little part of me is thinking, like, imagine if they don't. It's a little swerve. Yeah. Put them on the main event. And be like, look, we're actually serious about the Cruiserweights because, look, they're on bloody main card. WrestleMania. I don't think they feel like they've got big enough stars for to put them on the card, though. Um, Especially to give them a WrestleMania If they couldn't put Neville and Austin Aries on the main card last year, I very highly doubt they'll put Cedric and Mustafa. No. But it will, as far as, you know, as far as I'm concerned, I think that will be one of the matches of the night. If they're given more than, like, say, seven or eight minutes. Yeah. If you give them at least just ten minutes. Yeah. As in match time, not bell to bell. Yeah. I mean, not bell to bell, entrance. Entrance to, oh. in, to bell, yeah. I think uh, it certainly has a potential uh, to steal the show. Uh, but, you know, pretty stiff competition going up against the WrestleMania Women's Battle Royal. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we'll probably touch on this a bit more later, but on paper, the Mania card is looking pretty amazing. It's stacked, isn't it? Yeah, in terms of just like what you like, the quality of the matches you expect to see. Yeah, it's looking pretty good. It's looking more than pretty good, I'd say. I think it's looking very, very good. Um, because especially when you consider the the sheer amount of matches there are. I mean, I'm not sure how many matches were at last year's WrestleMania, but I do remember talking to you guys. It was about twelve, thirteen at the time. That was a lot of matches, but this seems like it's going to eclipse that, uh, especially with the sort of rumoured matches and ones that we haven't had confirmed yet as well um, I'm talking Cena Undertaker for instance yeah, um, I'm just going to do a quick look up on the how, internet how many matches do we, we think there actually are on the card so according to Wikipedia source of all knowledge 13 so far not, lucky for Sam not including Cena Undertaker so we had a, we had a few matches announced actually this week, didn't we? Mainly on the on the SmackDown side. Yeah. Um. Because yeah, it has been very raw heavy. It has been yes, very very raw heavy. Um. Although the the women's battle battle royal isn't because the only raw entrance are Sasha and Bailey. Yeah, it's a little bit confusing who who the who these entrants are actually going to be <laughs> in this battle royal. Um. Well, I'm assuming sh- obviously absolution. absolution will be in it. Um. Obviously Dana, Paige. probably Mickey. Dana and Mickey, and um, what have I had? Since 
Alicia was meant to be in the Royal oh, Rumble, yeah. and she got yeah, injured earlier before, and then she's literally just disappeared off the face of the earth. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, it's a good point. That would hashtag where's Alicia? Really suck for Alicia if she had to miss the Royal Rumble and then wasn't part of Elimination Chamber. Not that I assumed she would have been, and then also would miss and just Mania Rumble. full stop. Yeah. yeah, I have no idea what's wrong with her. Yeah, she's kind of earned the right to be there. I think maybe she'll be a big return. As in post the war after me, no, I mean in the battle royal. Oh, maybe, yeah. I suppose if they have nothing for her, there's no reason for her to be on TV. So, yeah, maybe she'll just rock up on Sunday. We don't really know how how bad her injury was, do we? And what she I actually. Thought, uh, I felt did. like it was some. I don't know if it was her injury? foot or something. Oh, I don't know if I'm just making that. <laughs> I think it was a limb. <laughs> Potentially or a body sort of part or tendon, you know, <laughs> and or bone. <laughs> Um, but yeah, you know what? I quite like Alicia Fox. She's crazy as a fox. Crazy like, like a fox. A fox. Um, but she's a good hand. She is a good hand. Yeah, and she's, and she's one of the ones like she's been around forever. She's like one of the last remaining remnants of the diva era. Yeah. Um, I think it's always good to have that because I, I saw a poster of the the um multi-woman match at Wrestlemania 30 the other day and I was counting how many women from that match are actually still there now yeah yeah and I was I was having a look it was like Brie Bella Nikki Bella um Alicia Natalia Naomi they're still knocking around and that was only four years ago yeah and everyone since then has gone <laughs> Emma AJ well Tamina was in it as well to be fair um another big return for Wrestlemania can't wait <laughs> uh what was her name Aksana. She was in it. Cesaro's girlfriend. Cesaro's girlfriend. Teddy Long. Yeah. Wish. God's wish. sake. Um, oh, wrestling was crap in those days. Exactly. So, yeah, just. Apart from resume, it was actually brilliant. And where, where do you think now, um, when if you were to list the female roster, three quarters of them, if not more, come straight from NXT? Yeah. So, yeah. Changing. Times are changing. Definitely. Um, so back to Raw then from <laughs> yeah. Cleveland. Uh, let's get to Miz TV. Miz in his hometown. Um, <laughs> I loved Miz in this segment. It was great. <laughs> um, Welcome home. I live in LA. <laughs> <laughs> He's just so good at that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah. Like as soon as he gets any kind of anyone on board with him, he knows how to shut him down instantly. Yeah. And even just things like taking a shot at Cleveland later on, like. Yeah. Like if I if I didn't want success, I wouldn't have moved to LA. I would have just stayed here in Cleveland. <laughs> yeah. um, so yes, the Miz, as always, brilliant on the mic. Um, the the Mister Raj got a little bit of spotlight this week, particularly Bo Dallas. Um, now, be honest, did you fall for this? Yeah, yeah. I was. Ban- <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. I was bamboozled. <laughs> um, I was mistaken. We we. I was believing in... No, never mind. Um, it was absolute no. <laughs> um, but basically, basically, I believed what was happening. Um, and I thought it was a bit weird that they were doing this at this stage. Um, and so it turned out to be a bit weird because it wasn't actually true. Yeah, I, you could say I almost believed every fin. Oh, don't you start. That Dallas was this saying... Is- Inseparable. 
I was trying to find a way to get SF1 in there. Uh, we'll just keep rolling well, along. Damn, I was going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, son of a bitch. Man, jeez. Um, back to the mist then. <laughs> All puns aside, um, Miss TV was awesome. It was alright. It was a bit drawn it went, out. It went, it went very long, didn't it? Um, and uh, Seth and Thin, a bit too light-hearted, a bit too comical. Until they got the, you know, clocks cleaned, obviously. Yeah, a little bit. But... Uh, yeah, I don't know, really. <laughs> I don't have a point to <laughs> good, make. Good input. Um, but they... Yeah, I, I didn't like, you know, the whole standing behind Miz and smiling at him. And Seth was like, hi, Mikey! <laughs> yeah. Um, it just came a little bit across... You know, like it, they should maybe be taking things a little bit more seriously, but I understand. One little title at Mania, mate. Yeah. Um, but it was all a ruse. Miz and Bo weren't really arguing. Miz didn't really, on purpose, or didn't accidentally offend Mr. Perfect, Curtis Axel's dad. Um, it was all a ruse. And I felt like that got lost on the crowd. It did a bit. Yeah. He said, I'm better than Thingy, I'm better than Thingy, I'm better than Mr. Perfect. And then he, like, they made it out as if it was a huge deal, but in the, the crowd, crowd there was just no reaction. Anything. They don't really play up the whole Curtis Axel is a perfect thing, do they? So I think maybe that's yeah. particularly why. And at one point later, in, later on, I think Curtis went for a um, perfect plex. Mm. But, like... That's bad, it? I don't ever recall him actually hitting that. <laughs> I don't ever recall anything from a Curtis Axel Max, Curtis Axel match. Other than the Raw Rumble anyway. is still in. <laughs> You can't still be in it if you didn't enter the ring. <laughs> um, I don't know how they, why they made that story. No. Incidentally, it's, uh, I think it's Mr. Perfect's 60th birthday. What, today? Uh, either today or yesterday, um, it would have been. So, happy birthday to, uh, to Kurt Hennig. Um, unfortunately, no longer with us. Uh, one of the greats. That's for sure. In our golden era... Survivor Series team, I believe he was. Might have to go back and check that one, actually. But I think he was. Yeah, I'm almost certain. Yeah. Um, He was our final entry. So it was a bit... It was all a ruse. Seth and Finn get attacked by the Endermider Miztourage. I believe they ended up fighting them off, right? And then they had a bit of a... Well, the the club came down and dealt with the Miztourage. Yeah, that was right, yeah. And then the Miz got dealt with by Finn and Seth. And then um, then, Seth went to curb stomp him and he got out of the ring. Yeah, I can't remember quite how that went. I think, yeah, Seth went to curb stomp and Miz escaped. Yeah. And then turned around into a forearm by Finn. Oh, yes, that was it. Uh, a single lift forearm which kept Seth down for two minutes. A long, long old time. Um, and then, I believe... When Seth Finn just raised the title and that was it. Was that all that happened? Was there yeah. not a bit of interaction between Seth and Finn? That's what I'm saying. Finn hit Seth oh, with a forearm. Oh, Seth turned round into a forearm. Yeah. Finn. Yes, you're right. And that then was Finn it. picked up the title and smiled. That was it, because that's what he does now. Just yeah, he smile. just smiles. Just smile all the time. Just go out there and smile. Yeah. Just take your abs out and smile. <laughs> yes, that was it. You're right. And by um, take them out, I mean get them out. <laughs> Don't take your abs <laughs> out. That sounds really painful. Um, do we think Finn looks all right with the Intercontinental title? Do we think that suits him? I think it would suit any of these guys. I I I wouldn't begrudge any of them winning it. Mm. Um, I would like to see Miz 
break the record. But at the same time, it's like, he's going to have a baby. Is he going to have some time off? If so, to maybe give the title up. He'll always have a rematch. And also, you're going to be rooting for Seth Rollins in this match, right? Yeah, probably. Because Seth Rollins is sick. Seth Rollins is sick. <laughs> I've met Finn Balor, so I know he's listening. Don't get mad. <laughs> Friend of the show. But, um, yeah, I think it's Rollins all the way. Fair enough. Uh, remains to be seen. We'll do a... Um... We'll have to do a predictions for the Mania card. Um, that can just be our entire episode because the card is so long yeah, and it's going to take me so long to decide between so many matches. <laughs> yeah, we'll probably have to do it in parts. <laughs> um, we should say we are all watching WrestleMania together this year, aren't we? For Hopefully. the first time ever. Yeah. If, if Matt, yeah, sorry, <laughs> if, ever since if we, Matt shows up for work. Ever since we've given Matt that big money contract, yeah. he just stopped showing up. Like, he's... Literally buying a dog with this <laughs> He's posing for pictures with UFC fighters. <laughs> Clearly, his mind is elsewhere. No, he's meeting with other podcasts, other podcasts. agents, yeah. producers. Have we checked where Pete Dunn is this week? <laughs> no, but I'm going maybe, to Matt maybe Matt's there. Maybe Matt's there. <laughs> Matt's just turned up outside full sale. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine Pete Dunn's reaction if he sees Matt outside full sale in Florida? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, for fuck. <laughs> The the, uh, the Johnny Gargano Tommaso Ciampa thing that happened outside the full set. <laughs> just, just have Matt just, running after the car. Just in the background, like just imagine with the Johnny Gargano Tommaso Ciampa thing where he, where he was chasing the car. Just in the background, there's Matt walking along through the front door of the performance center to go, go find Pete Dunne. It's <laughs> <laughs> alright, uh, mate. I'm his friend. He knows me. Ah, <laughs> oh, God, we love Matt. Um, and Matt loves Pete Dunn. Not as much as Matt loves Pete Dunn, and not as much as you love Seth freaking Rollins. So, what happened next on Raw? Where else were we? Was there much more of substance other than um, the main event? So we had a bit of Braun and Bar oh, interaction. Yeah. Braun versus Sheamus. Braun, Braun says, I'll tell you who my partner is if, if you can beat, beat me. me. Yeah. And one of the things I've tweeted, and it's always annoyed me about Braun, is that he's like surprisingly good on the mic for someone, for a, for a character like his. But why does he have to hold the mic so close to his mouth? <laughs> having an effect on our sound quality now, Ed. And yeah. that's the point I'm trying to accentuate. Yeah, it is a bit weird. Because um, I, I, I thought maybe, maybe I only just noticed it with Braun and other people do it, and then they cut to Seamus and he was holding it like a yard from his face yeah. and it sounded the exact same. Yeah. I don't know, maybe they try and make him sound more visceral and a bit more muffled and a bit gruff and I don't know. But, well, maybe it's just he... He probably gets told every time not to do it and just forgets as soon as he gets out there. <laughs> yeah. Well, who's going to tell him what to do anyway? Let's face it. <laughs> um, What's the point out a general manager? Well, I guess so. Which is, I suppose, maybe the point we get on to next? Well, yeah, if you want to. Well, I can't remember much else. <laughs> well, I was going to get on to the Sasha Bailey incident. Oh, yeah, that happened. That happened. Fair to say, slightly underwhelming. If this is what we think it is, but part of me thinks it isn't what we think it is. Does that make sense? <laughs> if this is what we think it is, <laughs> it is what we think. Um, yes, not not just slightly underwhelming. This this is supposedly um, the I don't know. This is like two best friends who they didn't just get into like an argument. It was a full-on fight. Mm-hmm. Pretty brutal fight. Like, and it wasn't just a quick slap or a shove. Mm. It was a full-on, like, two-minute-long backstage brawl. Two minutes, maybe a bit yeah. longer. Um, That's what she said. Yep. Yeah. Um, and 
it was like if this is what we've been waiting for if this was the moment that even like the turn that we've been waiting for from one of these two like it just wasn't enough mm. like it it's not if it was supposedly a turn it's not definitive and clear enough because mm. yeah sasha was the one who initiated yeah, she sort of instigated it well she did definitely instigate it but um but am i expecting her to come out next week on raw and get booed by the entire arena people calling her an asshole like mm. they call vince or champa yeah no no not at all um apart, apart for me part of what didn't help was the fact that bailey fought back and sort of got the upper hand herself a little bit. Yeah, had they maybe Sasha just had, had a Sasha yeah, beat down. Had it been one sided, a beat down on Bailey, that would be more of a heel turn. But really, I think what we're get, they're getting at here is that neither of them are actually going to be turning heel. It's just they've, they've re- they realise they can't trust each other and are now fighting over, you know, Supremacy, who's the better woman, which I don't want. I want Sasha as a heel <laughs> or Bailey as a heel, one of the two. Preferably Sasha, because she's much better as a heel. I don't ever want to see Bailey as a heel. Um, but, no, I don't want to see Bailey as a heel, actually. Um, it kind of feels like that's the way they're going. Just, oh, it's almost, you know, it's the whole a, friendly like, competition thing. Another one of those... not friendly. Another one of those grey area things. Like, Sasha is a twat. <laughs> but, like, just let... As a character, as just, a character. But tell me that she's a twat. Yeah. So that then I can boo her. <laughs> you have to be given permission to boo. Because like if it's I a boo permit exactly get coachman in my ear telling me no oh, yeah, she's a twat because that like, Corey tells me that every week <laughs> yeah he goes in on Sasha every week and, uh, yeah I don't know it was just a bit like this is something that's been teased for like nigh on a year yeah. now something's been going on forever um, and it really ramped up in in the last however many weeks and it's been told really well up until this point I think. Yeah, well, part of me thinks that they're not... Obviously, they're not getting their big WrestleMania moment because they'll both be in this battle royal. And that, unfortunately, that means there isn't going to be any standout moment from this match, really. Um, so, you know, are we thinking maybe this prolongs until, say, SummerSlam? Which yeah, will well, incidentally be, what, three years to the what to the week? Since Brooklyn. Since Brooklyn. And their, their takeover match. Yeah, or even maybe just... In the um, same arena. Try and get it to uh, whatever, to Backlash. Mm. Some, something like that because yeah that clash of raw this year well, don't forget they're all um, oh, co-branded they're all this year it's going to be so weird people are not going to be getting pay-per-view chances are they exactly yeah so maybe if they can drag it out to there like starting before Mania dragging out another month is, could, could be tough but yeah it just seems a bit like this is a moment we've all been waiting for and it was just flat and where does it go unless they somehow announced that there's another match added to the card. Which there won't be. Which there won't be, especially as they've already advertised them for the... For the Battle Royal. Battle yeah, Royal. Have, have you seen that. the trophy, by the way? No. It just so happens to look like the insides of Lady Parts. <laughs> it's, it's like almost an identical shape. They're like ovaries. Yeah. <laughs> it's got fallopian tubes and everything. <laughs> Um, I'm going to see if I can get a picture of while we're talking. Just on another side note, have you ever seen the Twitter account Vince Vince Googling? <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I love that account. It's essentially just made up of someone <laughs> typing in questions as is, as in Vince McMahon would be Googling. <laughs> there was one where it was just like, I saw it ages and ages ago, it was just like, what happened to Matt Hardy? <laughs> Oh, right, yeah, I can see now. <laughs> yeah, so I'll put a picture of the trophy and then side by side with 
The innards of lady parts. <laughs> Sounds like something Matt Hardy would say. <laughs> the innards of a... <laughs> but the, 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 the tweet on here, actually, from Vince McMahon Googling, or at, at Vince Googling, is where to buy trophies shaped like vagina. <laughs> <laughs> uh, why is my son such a goddamn weakling? Where the fuck is Undertaker? <laughs> <laughs> Which, yes, um, it's not the only one asking that question. Um, but moving, we'll move back to Raw. So General Manager Kurt Angle then. He comes out and introduces Ronda Rousey straight away. Um, who is promptly interrupted by Paige. What the was going on Ronda Rousey's eyes, by the way? She's got pink eye or something. <laughs> what the fuck was that under her eyes? Yeah, like, Just random orange bits under her eyelids. You know people have eyeshadow on their eyelids. Which she had, like, under her eyes. <laughs> Maybe she has an upside-down makeup artist. Um, but Someone farted on her pillow or something. <laughs> It's just Triple H and Stephanie how they get their revenge in very small ways. Or just ways. someone in the locker room's initiation yeah. prank. <laughs> the welcoming committee <laughs> farting on her pillow. Um, Do we mean Smackdown? Yeah. <laughs> imagine Tamina farting on her pillow. Imagine Natty like getting her cats to poo on her pillow. <laughs> <laughs> this is taking a turn for the worst. Um, Paige. Oh <laughs> Paige baby girl. Out. Paige baby girl comes out with Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose. Absolution. Didn't yeah. expect this. Didn't expect it. It was quite cool. Um, I would have liked to have seen more Ronda versus Sonya. Right, yeah, this is a one of the problems I had with this segment. Is Sonya Deville, someone of an MMA background, was current was probably in Dreamland for a second in in an MMA fighter's dream of sharing a ring or an environment with Ronda Rousey, the biggest female superstar of all time. Yeah. And then all she does is go up to her and gently tap her on the shoulder. <laughs> and then just turn around and wait to get decked. Yeah. Um like they could have done they could have at least tried to do something cool here. Have have uh Sonya take her down in a judo style yeah. and then Ronda overcome she it. Did with, well, okay, yeah. She had a bit more to do with Mandy Rose than she did with Sonya Deville. Yeah, like I don't know, maybe if they're keeping them apart deliberately. I don't know, I, I just would have maybe swapped it swapped it around, or at least have Sonya do something cooler than just a tap on the shoulder, as if to get her attention. It was just a bit, it just felt a bit weak for me. Yeah, it was a bit strange. I mean, Mandy Rose comes across as the weaker of the two, which is right, I think, is how it should be. So, you know, you'd think she would be the one to maybe cower away from a confrontation with Ronda. Uh, rather than Sonia. I'm mean, not saying to carry a coward away, but I think maybe that's a case of them trying to keep them apart in case we see this further down the line. For me, for that match to be interesting, for me though, Sonia Deville needs a lot more character development because there isn't any at the moment. Yeah, I, I don't think that's a match we're ever going to see. I suppose maybe if yeah, it's an interesting. Time, but... Yeah, well, she will be. Yeah, that's the whole point, right? Yeah, I, I don't know though. I don't know. She's got to fight people at some point. Yeah, she'll just move straight into the men. Okay, fair enough. It's uh, not going to happen. The um. So yeah, that was. She almost broke Randy Rose's arm. <laughs> Randy Rose. <laughs> Randy Rose. Uh, Randy Rose's arm. Which, you know, is great. Yeah. Uh, I loved Corey's commentary. Ronald would have been charged with vandalism <laughs> for damaging a work of art, which yeah. was brilliant. Um, but then nothing else much happened on this page. She sort of stands around at ringside because she's not allowed to do anything. 
We're never going to get that cleared up, are we, in that situation? No. And just things like, you know when, when Absolution are beating someone down? Surely yeah. Paige can throw in a couple stomps. Not loud. Like, like suddenly her, her, her head's going to fall off her neck. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's a bit strange. But um, I don't know if it like, validate, invalidates any sort of insurance policy she might have if she does anything like that. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's a bit annoying that we're not getting any clarification on that issue anytime soon by the looks of it. Um, you know, there's with the whole Daniel Bryan thing. It seems at the minute that, you know, WWE's decisions aren't always final forever. So, you know, maybe there is hope for Paige. I guess it's a different scenario though, isn't it? It's a bit different. The neck is a uh, a dangerous part of the body to be having problems with. Uh, but we'll see. Hopefully, Paige will be back in the ring at some point. I mean, the sooner the better, really. But like, I I imagine she's probably dying to say something. Yeah, I imagine she would be. Whether it's bad news or good news or even just no news, just do something. something. Yeah. <laughs> and speaking of that, although yeah. before we move on entirely from this from this uh, part of Raw, um, I liked the promo on. Triple H and Stephanie. Yeah, right. So this video package, I really we enjoyed it. Legitimized them yeah. as not just business people, but like badasses. Yeah, I mean, fair play to them. Like, obviously, Triple H has been in great shape his whole life, pretty much. Um, but we know Stephanie isn't a performer. But just to see the level of well, she has training, a contract. that's true. The level of training and 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 physical exertion she pushes herself through as a forty-year-old mum of three i think she is mm. it's just ridiculous <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, isn't it and, and someone who's who works like, full time yeah <laughs> um, um it was yeah it was also good to hear from their trainer yeah and to put it in a in a the way that he put it of saying like i've trained olympians i've trained UFC nfl players. athletes yeah these guys are way above them yeah like probably not true yeah, probably blowing smoke, but you know. But like, whereas if you would if you were to get that from like I don't know Vince or just someone on the roster, say, "Wow, Stephanie's in really good shape." Yeah, like, <laughs> doesn't yeah, really add any sort of. <laughs> yeah, say that. So yeah, it was good. Just some something different. Yeah, he gets himself on TV. Yeah, works out for everyone. Get some yeah free pub- publicity. And tri- Triple H, especially, I find is really convincing in this really just dickhead corporate role. Yeah, he's very good at it. Yeah, and like he's. He's someone I never hear talk about as one of the great promos, but I've always Triple, Triple H is really just so good. Like he always just comes across so natural. Is it easy for him? I think. Yeah, I mean, it should be given especially the amount of time I suppose spent in the last couple of years where he's transitioned into a corporate role. He's probably got better at in terms of just public speaking in general. Yeah, but he doesn't. And, he doesn't fluff his lines. He never stumbles over anything. He always says what he needs to say. And it's always intense. And I, I guess that he probably gets a lot more leeway with what he can say yeah, and how creativity. he has to say it. Yeah. Um, he doesn't have to stick rigidly to a script. So I get that that probably helps. But yeah, I've just always enjoyed a Triple H promo. Like, he knows when to kind of be funny. He knows when to be business corporate. He knows how to get serious and, like, mm. intense. And he knows how to be cowardly. Yeah. All good. He's very good at all of those things. I, I, I love the whole... Um, from elimination chamber thing just the whole life <laughs> didn't, didn't you say like three years in the making and now we own this but whoa <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love that little clip yeah. 
It's just like, I'm going to get cut, cut out of here. He clearly doesn't know what he's saying. <laughs> he had double pneumonia. <laughs> yeah, so I, I enjoyed this whole package. Like, I liked how it wasn't just like, oh, we're going to beat up Rondo. It was like, that, like we're going to have to do this. And then after Mania, we're going to repackage her. Mm. Do this, do that. Like, And things will go back to how they should be. Yeah, yeah. I, I, really enjoy, I really enjoyed this. It was a really nice sort of little treat I guess like to, what I was different. saying the other week about like I generally enjoy authority figures and authority storylines yeah so do I just because it just adds something yeah so. not when they drag on too long like these sort of, sort of no the authority big show Kane and it doesn't sort of era, and it doesn't always have to affect the world title no this is a this is completely can be any further from the world title yeah exactly or any title so yeah, good yeah, stuff. Really, really good job. I well, feel. well produced, well, well played. Yeah, just all round. Um, so moving on from that, then, as, uh, I guess we should. Yeah, we should get to the John Cena, Kane, slash Undertaker situation. Um, main event, pretty long. Yeah, long no no DQ match, which was okay. And I mean, seeing, seeing as it's an no DQ match, did you see the towel that Cena came out with at the start with Ellen DeGeneres's face? On no. It? Yeah, I don't know, degenerate. Uh, this is something to do with him appearing on her on. show, right? And it said, be kind to others. Uh, right. As he's <laughs> walking out of the ring to do a fucking no disqualification <laughs> match for someone he's just about to beat up and the brother of the person he's been slandering on Raw almost unnecessarily, the just an old weeks. retired man for the last three weeks. <laughs> be kind to others, my fucking ass. <laughs> um, so, he was a, so did you see any of the stuff from Ellen, Ellen show in the week? Um, all, all I've seen is the prom picture with Nikki. Yeah, that's all I've really seen. But I heard that he, he got sent to the prom because he'd never been never before. been to one. Um, so I'm, I'm assuming the whole towel thing was some sort of tribute or something they had discussed on on that show. Um, and obviously, Cena was trying to betray a message. Cena's got the role of Duke Nukem in the upcoming Duke Nukem films. Yeah, I have heard that. Mm. I couldn't think of a better fit. To be fair, <laughs> he looks a lot like it. <laughs> Obviously, in size, where he's... Uh, he's I don't know if this is just rumours, but... Um, what was that old show? Blue's Clues? I saw something about this today, and I thought, what the hell? What am I reading here? Uh, apparently, he, he could be the host of Blue's Clues. What? Which, if he is, and I'm never watching him in a match again. <laughs> I can't take him seriously after that, right? You can't have him hosting a kid's show, and then kids tuning in a couple hours later to watch him beat someone up. Yeah. No, that's a job for retirement. John, unless you are retiring, obviously. Um, then you have to do something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can't imagine myself to police clues. That bloody dog. Um, but yeah, heading to heading back to Raw then. So the Cena came match was it was okay. Cena wins. Obviously, he calls out. Well, he calls out the Undertaker again. Really, pretty I much the same as the last few weeks. I suppose we should remember. Um, Cena's mocking of the Undertaker in during the match. Yeah, I liked the idea. The execution for me was just a bit over the top. Yeah, of, it was, pretty much everything Cena does at the minute is over the top. Yeah, it was hokey again. Like the sitting, the sitting up is fine. That one maybe wasn't so bad, but the throat slit, facial expression, facial. Yeah, yeah, we yeah we get it. You're taking the piss out of the Undertaker. Like you don't need to be so cartoonish and over the top of it. Um. I'd never used the word hokey outside of describing wrestling. <laughs> I don't even know what it means, really. No. <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, 
What do we think is happening? Do we think this is a case of Undertaker not being seen till WrestleMania? Do we think it's not even happening at WrestleMania? Do we think he's going to be there next week? There's going to be some sort of answer. What 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 are you seeing? Um, not John Cena, that's for sure. We. That's for sure. Um, oh yeah, I wouldn't. I think I said last week I wouldn't be surprised if Undertaker wasn't in the arena till Mania. Mm. I, I suppose at best something on the screen. Uh, whether it's a pre-recorded promo or just maybe words on the maybe screen, set the WrestleMania logo on fire. Yeah, that'll be safe for the fans. Um, <laughs> yeah, maybe just like some words come up on screen. Like, be careful what you wish for. I don't know. Like I've seen f- theories of. I think Matt mentioned it as well. Of uh, Cena just starts the show in the crowd, and then Undertaker comes out, and then it's just like a ten-minute brawl. No. Like, I'm not interested in that. No, no, we need a real match. That's yeah. Don't want a brawl. Want a match? Yeah. Like, well, if, I don't actually. To be fair, I don't really want this match. Yeah. If if it was up to me, this thing wouldn't happen. It would have just been left at how it was last year. I'd have Cena versus Elias or something like that. Yeah. I I, I don't know what you do with Cena otherwise, but I have plenty of options. Like, obviously, we're too we're in too deep now. Mm. But yeah, I really don't. If if I was booking Mania, I wouldn't have booked Taker, I'm afraid. No. Just leave the man retired. 53. <laughs> Just let him rest. He's been wrestling for about <laughs> 60 years. He's a 53-year-old man. It's, it's let him go. That, like, he's just had a hip replacement. Yeah. As much as I love the guy, I've yeah. always wanted to see Untaker matches in the past. Like He's earned his time off. Like It's not even time off now. It's permanent time off. And so it's, let him go. Don't let him it's not a case of retirement. yeah. It's not a case of oh, I don't want to see the Undertaker. It's like I don't want to see him. I want to remember him how good he was. I don't want to be. I don't want to see a fifty-three-year-old Undertaker. Because like last year, I liked forty-year-old Undertaker. <laughs> last year it was it was just kind of sad, like having Roman like buzz around him like a bee, and he couldn't like he couldn't find his boot. It was just yeah. like he looked lost. Yeah. Um, putting him up against one of the best athletes in the fucking company. And I know it would be different with Cena, but and now he's had a year out. Maybe he's in super fit shape now. But but you think that every WrestleMania really bad? Well, take it down, you know? Yeah, like, you think shape, that and then he looks in good shape, and then he has a match, and he's broken down. Yeah, like last year, he came out. He'd been, he'd been gone for a long time. Came out, did a choke slam or a tombstone or something on Roman, and he looks knackered. <laughs> yeah. Like he was struggling to get up, and I was just thinking, oh, I just didn't know. I don't know. I don't don't want it to happen, mm. but it's gonna happen. So they I might mean, as well make it good. It's a huge, big... huge deal for WrestleMania, this match. Yeah. And... But it hasn't got the build that this match should have. Um, even make it something like, I don't know, just make it no DQ, give a bit of like give a bit of leeway to Undertaker so it's not just a straight singles match. Maybe let him swing a chair around or something. Like, yeah. Something which can help get the crowd into it without Undertaker having to do too much mm. I, I don't know it's tough it is tough um, I personally as you say I kind of agree with you and I don't particularly want to see a 53 year old Undertaker face a what 43 year old John Cena or however old he is at Wrestlemania I feel like this spot could be better the ship used. has sailed on that it has unfortunately I think because now it feels really forced yeah the only reason why it's happening is because Cena doesn't have a match. Yeah, exactly. That's not a good enough reason to be having a match of such magnitude. Yeah. Because otherwise, 
these things would happen all the time. Like, and especially the way that... the, just some random like elimination or extreme rules pay per view. Oh, I don't have a match. Just call out the Undertaker or something. Yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, was it stop? Exactly. You call out Shawn Michaels next. Yeah. Well, what's, Brett won a match. What's to stop then someone else on the roster going? You know what? I want to face Undertaker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, this is not a good enough reason for me. And now they've only got one week mm. of TV to make it happen, make it good. And also, as I tweeted in the week, if Cena really is a free agent, why doesn't he go on Raw and SmackDown and call him out? It's not like The Undertaker's restricted to one either, is it? So, exactly. Yeah. Like, there's no, there's nothing stopping him from turning up on SmackDown saying, oh, if you don't watch Raw, by the way. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I imagine probably the last thing Undertaker wants to do these days is watch bloody wrestling. <laughs> yeah. Not enough of that shit. As good as it is. But yeah, he's just going to tune in to see himself getting salted every week. Which uh, okay. I wouldn't I wouldn't be doing that. No. I suppose no, maybe this true. week he was like, oh, my, my real life brother is on TV. <laughs> Let's tune in. Yeah. Didn't work out so well for Kane. Um, that's pretty much Raw then. I don't think we covered it all. Um, or most of it, at least. I mean, we missed out a... Uh, missed out? That's quite appropriate. We missed out a Misturage versus the club match. Which club won? That's pretty much all that was need to be said about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's pretty much it. Anything you want to add about Raw Raiden? No. If not, then why don't we head straight into SmackDown Live? So SmackDown Live this week came from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, the hometown of SmackDown and Raw and everything else. Commentator Corey Graves and the Raw general manager Kurt Angle. Um, so the show kicked off with what I believe was the uh, tag team title match around the whole US title. The tag, tag team, team title. title the match? tag team match around the whole US title situation with Bobby Roode and Randy Orton taking on Jinder and what was supposed to be Sunil Singh. Or Sunil Singh. I still don't know which one it is. I think it's Sunil. Sunil. Um, but he came out in a neck brace. and a, Was it a sling as well? Yeah. Um, and was selling his injuries, so Jinder had replaced him. He'd replaced his tiger with a lion. A lion of Bulgaria in Rusev. Come out to a great ovation. Rusev day chants all the time, you know. He's pretty much as over as he can possibly be. Um, and they probably beat Rude Norton. And not only they beat Rudy well, Rusev beat Randy Rusev Orton. beat the actual champion. Randy Orton, who Rusev was Rusev got spawn. a win. <laughs> well, that's true. But Randy Orton was actually the um, the spawn of the whole Rusev Day movement, wasn't he? Was he? Yeah. I, believe, I think during the Randy Orton-Rusev, day, uh, the Rusev feud that they had, and the Rusev Day... Did they have a feud? Of course they did. When oh. Rusev was like, Randy Orton tried to ruin Rusev Day, but don't worry, don't yeah, be plenty more. Um, yeah, there were loads of RKOs and shit on the Rusev Day celebrations. Yeah, I remember it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. So that was when the whole Rusev Day thing started. Um, and it's still going on now. Um, but Rusev picks up the win. I wasn't, I don't, like, they said that there was history in Bobby Roode and Jinder from the United States Championship Tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. I didn't like how they completely glossed over the fact that Rusev versus Bobby was the final. Was it? Yeah. I thought it was Jinder. Nah, that was a semi. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm almost certain it was Rusev in the final. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, it was, because I thought he was going to win it because of the whole Rusev day thing. 
Interesting. Anyway, um, he didn't win that. And, and the others just did, didn't make any mention. But he did win this. Uh, and they didn't mention much of the Randy Orton gender even. Obviously, that was a massive rivalry last year. Yeah, and they mentioned it at the start. Okay. Yeah, um, they always mention that one. But Rusev picks up the win for him and Jinder and eventually gets added to the WrestleMania triple threat match to now become a fatal four-way match. Which, you know, I'm not against. No. I think it makes it more interesting for me. Yeah, definitely. And also, it's a way of getting Rusev one of the most over acts on the card. On the card, yeah. Um, And I wouldn't be surprised if he wins it. I would be surprised if he won. Mainly because we've seen this a lot with Rusev. (laughs) Yeah, true. False dawns and all that. Like, for Randy Orton, it would be a short, relatively underwhelming reign. I kind of have the impression, though, that they just gave him the title so that he can have the claim of the Grand Slam champion. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I wouldn't be... Like, could you imagine a WrestleMania crowd all charging Rusev there and then Rusev actually wins the title? Like, the place go nuts. It would go nuts, yeah. And then, obviously, on on the next Tuesday, they'd still continue to tell us that he's a bad guy. And then he'd probably lose it to Bobby Roode. <laughs> um, so he's added to that match, which for me makes it a lot more interesting. He's not a heel. He's just foreign. <laughs> which then makes him a heel. Becky versus... Ruby Riot, which alright match. Yeah, I'm a little I, bit, a little bit um, not concerned, but Ruby Riot put in this. I keep saying Wyatt, don't I? Ruby Riot put in this great showing at Fastlane against Charlotte. Took a right to the limit, but then this has kind of just dropped off the radar. This whole rivalry because Charlotte's moved on to Asuka, and uh, Ruby Riot just doesn't seem concerned anymore with the women's title. Yeah, I, I think they were quite struggling with the women after the Royal Rumble. Yeah. Because they brought up so many women for the Rumble. Um, and now they have to kind of go, oh, shit, now what, I stick them in a battle royal. Like, you can't just do that every other month. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm not too bothered about Ruby not being that bothered about getting to the championship scene because it wouldn't make sense for her to be there seeing she just lost. Well, yeah, but, you know, you'd think she'd like she be a demanding a rematch or, anything. or something. And then and it GM. wasn't like dodgy, she lost clean. Like. Oh, yeah, I guess so. Um, so I very Becky much versus... enjoyed Becky Lynch's attire, by the way. <laughs> You're very keen on this rumble fiery attire. attire. It's just nice to nice to look at. I like some flames. <laughs> Fan of Becky's eye. Which reminds, reminds me of Pete Kane. <laughs> Pete Kane. Um, yeah, no, Becky looks great. But she yeah, uh, Corey made a good point on Smackdown saying how this is very much a what have you done for me lately business and although Becky Lynch was the first Smackdown Women's Champion what has she done since yeah exactly which is true so I really hope they are planning on doing something with her because she's very popular she is very popular she keeps, she gets great reactions she's from the, the best crowd. baby face they've got on Smackdown I think as a woman yes yeah, as a woman um as a superstar uh like even they they even showed a shot of the crowd when when she was coming out and there was, there was this group of like four or five people they were like just bouncing up and down like jubilant the fact that Becky Lynch was coming out um, so yeah I hope that they have plans for Becky me too and I hope it doesn't involve just losing teaming <laughs> with Naomi every week yes. as much as I like Naomi. She's a single star. She needs to be a single star. She can go her own way. Yeah. They both like, can. Realistically, if you're not going for tag team titles, why would you want to be why in a team? Why would you ever be in a tag team? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Um, so, Becky actually wins this match, 
you know, she's quite rare for her. <laughs> True. <laughs> you know, yeah. it happened. And not only did she win the match, she then fended off the two other members of the Riot Squad. Yeah, on her own with no help from Naomi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Impressive showing for the last kicker. Yes. Um, she tucked him over the top rope, which is a nice little um, yes. nod towards the match coming on. Saturday. Over! <laughs> um, the announcement following this is probably the major part of, of the SmackDown this week. Uh, so Daniel Bryan comes out, obviously still riding, people still riding that wave of momentum from his return. Great reaction, as always. Um, he Did he quit as general manager of SmackDown? <laughs> Yeah, it kind of seems like it, and I, I've I've seen a lot of things that people saying like, um, "Oh, why has Brian come back so quickly after getting power bombed on the apron?" Yeah, he's a wrestler. But like, a he was selling his injuries. Yeah. B it wasn't like what happened to Shane, like he didn't get his throat crushed or anything like that. Mm. Um, and C if. Shane's not going to be there so if Daniel's not going to be there then who's going to be in charge yeah, like it's his job to, to be there um, so yeah like in terms from that what, from that kind of problem I don't have from that kind of problem from that perspective I don't have a problem with him being there yeah. the week after getting because he only got kicked and powerbombed on the apron it's not like anything like it would hurt but it's not something that realistically would keep someone who's used to wrestling yeah. out of action kept Jericho out for a long time I think it was more a case of Jericho going I don't need this. <laughs> yeah. This shit hurts. Yeah. I'm not fucking does. banned. I need to go to Japan. Yeah. Um, oh, he did that, yeah. Yes, he did. Yes, we forget. Um, but the announcement was made by Daniel Bryan. The challenge was laid down, I should say, by Daniel Bryan. Um, that at WrestleMania, him and Shane will team against Sammy and Kevin. Uh, should Sammy and Kevin lose, uh, or should they win, sorry, they will be rehired. And if they lose, they will remain fired. Um, even though Daniel Bryan at the time said it was only temporary. He, he was saying temporary. Temporary. It means they would be rehired at some point if they carried on as normal. Yeah. yeah. But it's my dilemma with this is you would expect that they, they don't want to make Daniel Bryan lose in his return match. Yeah. But if he wins, that means that they supposedly would have to be releasing... Kevin and Sammy. Yeah. So, unless Kevin and Sammy win by shenanigans, the only other theory I had, um, which I put out on the Twitter machine earlier, was Daniel and Shane win. Kevin and Sammy have to go. They've got 80,000 people singing na-na-na-na. Then, the next night on Raw, Sheamus and Cesaro are boasting about beating Braun and whoever, somehow. They've still got their titles, they've run through everyone, and then all of a sudden... In come Kevin and Sammy, or uh, and it's definitely comes out the gloat so that she's stolen them from Shane, or even just introduces them and then they come down and set up a title match and they win. Yeah, I mean, it's plausible. Something I could see happening. Um, I don't know. I think one one other scenario that I put out earlier was so since since they were fired last week, Kevin Owens has changed his Twitter. Handle and sort of named to Kevin Steen. Mm-hmm. He's even lost his verification. Yeah, which I thought was really impressive. How um, do you do that? Yeah, that I don't know. Maybe just request, maybe. I don't know. Um, so I was really confused when I read. It. I thought someone had taken the time to, make to it copy all of his tweets from the past, <laughs> but no, it was actually his account. And then this week, 
Sami Zayn has reactivated his old El Generico account, um, to which they've even released T-shirts on Bro Wrestling Tees, so they're really going ham on this <laughs> angle. Yeah. Um, but could maybe if they lose and they get fired in the coming weeks, we see this random masked wrestler called El Generico appearing on SmackDown and then being like, well, Sammy, we know it's you. And it's like, well, you fired Sammy Zayn. You didn't yeah. fight Sam. You didn't fight Kevin Steen. But El Generico is dead. So never got confirmed. Wow. Well, he's alive. He literally tweeted. <laughs> he tweeted today saying all our amigos or yesterday. Yeah, that's true. Um, Although then Sammy then did use his actual yeah, yeah, account to respond to Danny Bryan, so yeah. he's obviously got two on the go. I wonder how that feels. <laughs> yes, we wouldn't know that, would we? Um, but I think the theory for me is they'll probably lose. Kevin and Sammy, and then they'll just probably attack Daniel Bryan on SmackDowns over the next few weeks, and then they may say, "Give us just one more opportunity," and just Daniel Bryan. Oh, but then he might have stepped down from GM by that point. Yeah, or well, no, whoever comes in as GM might rehire them. Or uh, what do they call it? Um, oh, what the fuck do they call it? Like a mix-up. What do they call it? The roster mix-up. Superstar shake-up. Superstar shake-up. That's it. Maybe just in that. The raw general manager, whoever, because it probably won't be Kurt Angle, just goes. These guys are just sitting around. Like, imagine if they went down to NXT. Mm. <laughs> or like, to see people say Daniel Bryan's going to turn heel on Shane, and like, like, that no, that's not no happening. One, no one's booing Daniel Bryan. No. Maybe Shane turns on Daniel. But for what reason? Because he's a McMahon. You never trust a McMahon. <laughs> it would be true. bad for business but to why let would him he, go. Why would he side with Kevin and Sammy when they've literally just power bombed him? A ladder for, or whatever it was. Purely for the whole, like, Dad said it'd be bad for business. <laughs> I don't know. Because there's many different options I can see them going. I'm, I'm quite excited to see which one they actually choose, which is good. Yeah, there's four or five different outcomes. Mm-hmm. Um, all of them potentially interesting. Yeah, and I mean, there is always the, op- the chance that they will just have Daniel Bryan lose his first match back. Yeah, you could, yeah that, it, it's probably the most likely, to be <laughs> fair. Um I'm not sure on that one. I understand. Because there is no way in hell that they're letting Sam, Sammy and Kevin go. If they do, they're fucking insane. No, they're, <laughs> they're not letting them go. These stories never, these sort of storylines never really result in a real firing, do they? No. Um, only retirements. But um, yeah, quite excited to see where we go with this one. Um, this story has been brewing a long time. As we said, I think last week, in last week's show, it's been going on for well over six months. Closer to a year. <laughs> yeah. Um, Shane was in the midst of his, this, his AJ feud and pretty much coming off the back of that. Yeah, it was AJ versus Kevin and then Shane being involved in that whole thing, really, wasn't it? This. Actually, no, that's not true. Never mind. I was going to say this feud started since before Sammy was drafted, but Sammy got drafted ages before. Yeah, he was just wasn't doing anything. <laughs> yeah. Um, do something, no. Um So he's definitely doing something now, doing the best work of his uh, career, I think. Well, WWE career, anyway. Um, so the rest of SmackDown then, which was kind of, after that, was kind of a bit of a anti-climax, but we had the New Day um, coming out all together for the first time since Fastlane, anyway. Um, Xavier was looking uh, nimble and yeah. ready to go. Did um, I watched this on uh, on my phone, on a stream, and I'm not going to lie. Illegal. Um, not on Sky, because I just... I don't have time to watch it at home. Um, did they I wasn't show at work today? That was why I watched it on Sky. Uh, see, did they show the beginning of this match on your coverage? 
did they? Because from my perspective, what happened? I don't think so. Well, I was, it went to an advert, and I, was, I skipped through the adverts, and then I skipped through accidentally a bit of the match. Yeah. Um, and it seemed like it was a mid-match point. It wasn't like yeah. the first thirty seconds or so. Because they went for an they went for an advert advert break as the Bludgeon Brothers were coming down to the ring, which I thought was stupid. Um, but Xavier Woods started this match like a house on fire. Like he took took it to both of them. Like he was well in control of both of them. He did like a plunger over the top rope. Um, he was like single-handedly beating both of them, and then just before, and then just before it came back from it, because on the stream I have, they show what's going on in a little oh, tiny no, screen little in the corner. Yeah, no, with yeah, the adverts playing. And I was watching it closely, thinking oh, Xavier's doing well, good here. This one was supposed to be a little bit banged up, and then as soon as like ten seconds before, did they get him in a headlock, and then it comes back and. So it happened to be in a headlock. Pretty much. It was it ten seconds before they they kind of turned it around and then Luke um, Eric Rowan or just Rowan got him in like a um, it was like a hold and then turned it into like a backbreaker or something and that's when it came back and then from then on they were sort of in charge. It was like they just didn't want to show the Bludgeon <laughs> Brothers looking weak. Um, only for the live crowd, obviously. Well, maybe. Um, but the Usos come down, get the interference because it looks like Rowan and, and Harper are gonna smash the New Day with mallets. Gonna bludgeon them. They're gonna bludgeon them. Um, but uh, you so stop it, which I, I liked. Um, I didn't really understand why I mean, they, they were. They all got in there. Yeah, why were they, what was bit, that about? Yeah, that was a bit odd. I love the way that like everybody ran away. Yeah, it was called cool. they all scarped. I thought that was pretty good. Uh, when the Bludgeon Brothers came in with why them, why does no one bring weapons with them? And Kofi, well, they, Big E and um, Jay also tried that, didn't they? Yeah, was it Jimmy Uso. Jimmy, oh, never get Jimmy, it. never. Um, uh, they tried that with steel chairs, didn't they? Didn't yeah, but they, they were 100%. Mm. Like, Bludgeon Brothers coming down with hammers, and there's a good chance they're going to use them. But prepare yourself. Like, <laughs> Wear e some armour. <laughs> Big E had a bloody tray of pancakes. Just lose the pancakes, hit him with the tray. <laughs> or with a trumpet, trombone. Yeah, I don't know if that was there, to be fair. Yeah, I think it was. Um, the... Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 Have you seen AJ dancing to that, by the way? Yeah, at, the high, at the live show. Yeah, I sent it. I sent a video. In the oh, you did. Yes, that's how I saw it. He's. Uh, I've seen two different videos. It's so weird. Two different dances. <laughs> there was one of him just like purely twerking. And yeah. Anyway, um, Luke Harper nearly decapitated. Harper. Harper nearly decapitated Kofi Kingston. Being very close to him with that mallet. Yeah, I didn't see how close it was, and then his Corey goes, "I was like, oh, he nearly decapitated," and I watched back. I was like, "Oh damn!" Yeah, it was pretty close. <laughs> And it didn't sound like it was gimmicked either, but but the impact it had on the canvas. So that could have been potentially pretty. It also did almost bounce back and hit Harper in the face. Yeah, that's true. Maybe it was a bit rubbery. Watch out for that. Bit rubbery. Um, So the rest of SmackDown, then pretty much only the Shelton Benjamin Nakamura match to go. Right, Nakamura early in the night ran into AJ backstage and said he wanted him in his corner. No, he needed him in his corner, which I thought was quite a cool, like little interaction. Mm. I like this. It was something. Side of Nakamura. It was something different from just oh, I'm going to beat you at Mania. Yeah. Or like oh, this is a dream match. I still don't know why. <laughs> but yeah, just like oh, it's a dream match. So I'll see you at Mania. Right. It was just nice to have someone a bit different. I quite like this side of Shinsuke. He's coming across as quite like sneaky and manipulative, but like yeah. not in a heelish way. No, it's like kind of endearing. It's just quite funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he basically asked AJ to be out of AJ said he would but not for Shinsuke's sake just because he, he wants him to be 100% for Wrestlemania 
whatever. Um, so this match, Shelton Benjamin versus Nakamura, I didn't really realise that it was something I wanted to see, but when I announced it, I was like, yeah, I want to see that match now. I'll have that. Um, First time ever in WWE. In WWE, we should add. Um, but it was a good match, I, a bit shorter than I expected. Uh, I don't think it was. Yeah, I think it maybe it felt a little, it felt a little bit short. Um, we can't forget that Shelton Benjamin isn't a major single star. No, at the moment. So. Yeah. Uh, but Shinsuke picks up the win and then grabs the mic and basically says to AJ, "I didn't really need your help. I just wanted you to see how I'm going to beat you at WrestleMania," <laughs> which I thought was really good. And a lot of AJ's reactions like, "You kidding me? Put me all the way out here just for that." Yeah. I thought that was. I just. I really like this sort of little interaction between them throughout the show. I thought that was good. And yeah, it was. I was glad they didn't end it on what I thought they were going to end it on in this promo, because AJ gets all riled up, and then Nakamura goes, well, "That's how I'm going to beat you WrestleMania," because mm. you're too emotional. Yeah. <laughs> and and then he started to walk off, and I was like, "Is that how we're ending SmackDown? Someone <laughs> telling you're too emotional?" And then AJ gets beaten up. Like it was weird how when he said that before because he didn't say words. He went like AJ, you're too. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it's so weird. And I'm just. <laughs> oh. <laughs> great, great audio. Yep. Um, so yes, for him just going, oh, you're, you're a bit too emotional, and him walking off, I was like, that's a bit underwhelming yeah, for a, a WrestleMania build. But then uh, Chad and, and uh, Benjamin, Chad, yeah, Benja Gable. What's the yeah Benja Gable attack AJ from behind? Um, to which Shinsuke responds by helping him out. Uh, and get rid of both of them. Which I can imagine maybe next week AJ was like, oh, I didn't need your help. Yeah. Clearly he did. Um, then Shinsuke feigns to go for the King Shasta on AJ, uh, but stops just before he gets there and then gives him a little pound head. <laughs> and says, knee to, to face. face. Um, and that's how he thinks he's going to be AJ at WrestleMania. Remains to be seen. Remains to be seen. And if the uh, Liverpool Echo Arena or anything to go by, they don't think that's happening either. <laughs> nope. But it's what has been a week of potential spoilers from future arena venues. Um, I'm sure if you want to learn more about that, you can see that on Twitter. That's Matt Live. And speaking of Twitter, you know where you can find us. And you always tell me this outro is too long, so I'm going to shorten it this week. Find us at the, P- the underscore PWP on Twitter, at the People's Wrestling Podcast on Instagram. He's at Aiden Bunker. I'm at Ali Bunker 88. We will see you next week. How about that? That's what I like to hear. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. We will see you next week.